0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. Today's episode is about controlling our emotions and man, is this a hard lesson to learn, at least for me. This past week, I was really, really struggling with feeling like I was overwhelmed with the amount of sacrifices that I was making for God and for his plan. I think that God has a completely different plan for my life than what I originally envisioned. And that adjustment to that reality was really hard for me to handle this past week. So yeah, I was just dealing with that and just feeling really overwhelmed and feeling kind of uh, disappointed or discouraged about the direction that my life was heading in and the season that I was currently in. Now, this is not to say, you know, that I'm not grateful that God even has a plan for me. Of course I am, or that I'm not grateful for the responsibilities and the privileges that he's given me to steward over, to manage. Um, And it's just, it's hard sometimes finding the balance. And so I spoke with some friends, as I do. Y'all already know my friends hold me down, okay? Hold me down all the way. Of course I went to God about it first, um, but then my friends were able to speak life into me and to just really be the rocks and the backbones that sometimes we find ourselves needing when we do get emotional, when we do get in our feelings about stuff. So basically what they told me, the remedy was, it was that I had to remember what the real prize was here, what my goal was here, what I was aiming to live for here And so I think that my emotions started getting drummed up when I was on social media and saw some of my old modeling friends in some shows and stuff like that and just hanging out together. And I just became really nostalgic about that era of my life and how much I miss modeling and that whole world and how I feel like I've been kind of in time out from that season or from that sphere. If you guys go back and listen to Shade in the Valley, then y'all will totally understand what I mean when I say I felt like I was in time out. So I was dealing with those emotions and then also God has a lot on my plate these days. Um and it was just it all came bubbling to the surface essentially. And I was kind of emotional for like one day. Thankfully I don't stay in those kinds of feelings for too long. That's how you get yourself into a depression. Uh, And so I'm grateful that God continues to have a patient ear toward me and that he has given me community and I have invested in spiritual community that is able to pour life into me in addition to what God does as well. So I say all this to say that I don't want you guys to think that I'm saying any of these things from a perspective where I can't relate to anything you might be going through or that I'm one of those Christians that have that toxic positivity where it's like, "No, I have the joy of the Lord, I have the peace of the Lord, blah blah blah." It's like, "Yeah, like I I do, like inherently have those things, but there are times when my emotions start taking the front wheel, you know, they take the front seat." So, this episode is specifically geared toward those moments when you are like, oh my goodness, I'm feeling all these feelings. I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm happy, and I'm bewildered all at the exact same time. So we're going to talk about controlling our emotions. This is something God has been wanting us to talk about for a minute, but I think he had to take me through that experience for me to genuinely be able to speak from it from a real authentic place. Cool. So point number one, our feelings can be deceptive. Okay, Let's get into what the Bible has to say about this. And then I'm going to break down my little blurb about it. Jeremiah 17, 9 in the English Standard Version says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Hello? Who can understand it? Great question, Jeremiah. I really want to know who can understand the heart in its deceitful ways and how sick it is, because personally, I cannot. But what I do know about it is that these things are true, that the heart is deceitful. And when he says the heart, he's really referring to um, our emotions sometimes, like how we work things up in our heart. So let's unpack this a little bit. The heart is deceitful. Have y'all ever started feeling a certain type of way in a situation and completely misread it. And now you've worked yourself up to the point where you have now created this false reality and you're acting based off of that. I don't know if this sounds super weird, but let me give an example. There is a super recent example where someone that just joined my Bible study group and just started listening to this podcast had reached out and shared how one of the episodes had impacted her, um, but it wasn't in the best light. She basically got like really heavy conviction off of it. And she was kind of getting overwhelmed and super anxious and, you know, just kind of like a really, really negative experience um, after she listened to one of my episodes And I, my first reaction was kind of to get defensive. Like my heart felt misunderstood because I was just like, okay, the way that you're feeling and the way that you're describing how you perceive this episode has nothing to do with what my episode was even talking about. You completely misread me. Like these were the thoughts I was thinking. And Holy Spirit was just like, take a breath, respond in a minute, go back and listen to the episode and see where you could have done that. So I go back and I listen to the episode and I'm like, okay, I'm still not hearing it. Like it's only a 15, 16 minute episode. I kind of know what I said. I don't understand how you could have twisted my words to blah, blah, blah. And I kind of felt like she was blaming me for how she was feeling. But then after I finished the episode, Holy Spirit was like, well, if you listen to the episode and you didn't say that, then why are you taking it so personally? Why are you getting defensive? And I was just like, oh, I was making it all about me. So then I took some time to reread what she was saying and the revelation that I got from it or the perspective shift that I got from it was that the Holy Spirit was actually convicting her himself. It wasn't me. It wasn't anything I said. She literally said after she listened to the episode, she kept thinking on it and then got super convicted and blah, 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 blah. So it really didn't have anything with anything to do with me or the episode that I did or anything that I said or me leading someone astray. So my emotions in that instance deceived my perception of what she was actually saying. So after that, after going through all those, you know, <laughs> steps to bringing myself back down, I was able to respond to her in a way that was actually helpful and that directed her back toward God as opposed to bringing the light and attention on me and my feelings. I share this with you guys to say sometimes our emotions create this false reality that's not even there. Where we can get to acting out of character of who we are and who we were created to be and who we're supposed to be modeling. Hello? Like, we have to get to a place of understanding our emotions to remember that these are just suggestions but they're not whole truth. Just because you feel like you might feel betrayed or you feel like you might feel like this person is misunderstanding you, really take a second, take a step back and see is this really what's going on or is this just how I feel? I think sometimes culture can work against us when it says, well, your feelings are validated. Don't let anybody invalidate your feelings. Your truth is your truth. And it's like, guys, where's the line, though? Because had I went and attacked her from the place of my validated feelings and my personal truth, I would have misread the scenario and completely missed what God was trying to do there. You get what I'm saying? So while I'm not saying to invalidate all of our feelings or to dismiss how we may be feeling, we have to take the proper perception of it, which is that it is a suggestion. Okay. It is suggesting to you how you might be perceiving this, how you might need to receive this, how you might need to act, but it is not law. It is not truth. You get what I'm saying? So let's move to the second second point. It is possible to feel and not act. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 in the English Standard Version says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Mm. So this is effectively three different parts in this scripture. So let's start with the beginning part. Be angry and do not sin. What do those have to do with each other? Well, a lot of the sins could actually come on through anger. If you get angry with your spouse, it may lead you into temptation in order to um, fornicate and therefore break your vows and commit adultery. If you are angry, it may lead you to murder your brother or sister. If you are angry, it may lead you to blaspheme the name of God. You know what I'm saying? So what this is telling me is that there's a slippery slope between your emotions and the sinful actions, right um I think in Galatians it talks about the fruits of the flesh and how essentially a lot of the fruits of the flesh are very emotional things. Like there are things that we do when we're emotional. And so I would like to present to you guys a new method of thinking that it is possible to be angry and not fall into sin in the same way that it is possible to feel sad and not fall into uh, the temptation of the enemy to start uh, overthinking and overanalyzing and falling into a depression or amping up your anxiety because these things happen in the mind. The second part of that scripture talks about, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So part of controlling your emotions is also containing your emotions within the situation. So don't be one of those people that be like, oh, I don't hold a grudge. But then 20 years later, you're like, oh, here goes this guy. Who invited this guy? You know what I'm saying? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Do not continue to prolong these emotions longer than they need to be had. If somebody did you wrong on the way to work and cut you off in traffic, there's no reason that that should linger into the rest of your day. It's not saying don't be angry. It's not saying do not get upset. But what it's saying is don't let that dictate the rest of your life. Don't let that bleed into the rest of your life's experiences. And lastly, give no opportunity to the devil. I love this part because i don't think we understand that our emotions are a direct a direct pipeline to the for or a foothold for the enemy to be able to come in and to do what he wants to do. If he wants you to feel less confident, all you need to do is have one moment of doubt And then let that sit and fester beyond the the moment that it was supposed to fester in or the moment that it was presenting itself in. And now he can sit here and get into your self-confidence, get into your self-image, get into your trust in God. And now you have a bigger problem than just that one moment of doubt. You get what I'm saying? When you become angry, you give a foothold to the devil. He can get in your ear like, yeah, she ain't never liked you. Actually, I remember last time at the cookout. Remember she was looking at you kind of sideways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget that. And how about the time? You remember? You get what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm saying? Like, When we choose not to... Act on our emotions and when we choose to limit the time frame in which we feel those emotions, we greatly decrease the opportunities that the enemy has to get in our head and lead us to sin. Period. Number three, confliction is necessary. I love this point because sometimes I get to feeling like or even earlier this week in the example that I shared with y'all. I felt extremely conflicted. Like my flesh was super overwhelmed and super discouraged and kind of resentful. But my spirit knew better. My spirit was like, girl, don't you think God, don't you think God has good plans for you? You know your word. For the plans I have for you are to prosper you and not to harm you. You have a hope for a future and your hope will not be cut off. You know the word. And more importantly, you know God. So why are you feeling like this? Why are you feeling like God would ever leave you with less? So let's get into what the word got to say about it. Cause Galatians be talking that talk. Galatians five seventeen in the English standard version says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Ooh, we, ooh, <laughs> this scripture is letting us know that our flesh and our spirit are almost always going to be at odds they are almost always about to be at odds they hardly ever 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 agree on anything so if you find yourself in your feelings and in your flesh feeling like doing one going to the left doing one type of thing Maybe take a second to consult with your spirit because your spirit and God is probably telling you to go a completely different way and to go to the right. So I want you guys to think about that because sometimes I feel internally conflicted and I don't like feeling conflicted. Y'all, I like to be very sure of everything that I do. I don't like any confliction. I don't like uncertainty, but we have to realize that this confliction is is with the oil and the water of our bodies, of our spirits, of our beings, right? The oil of the spirit and the water of the flesh, we have to remember that, that that's going to consistently be an ongoing battle. And that plays into our emotions because our emotions are not always going to agree with what God says, or God's character, or God's plan. It's not always gonna agree. And so when that confliction arises, You have to get to the point in your spiritual journey to be able to differentiate what the oil is saying and what the water is saying. And go with the oil. I mean, shoot, you can go with the water if you want to mess around and find out. But I don't know about you, but I ain't trying to find out. (laughs) So, yeah. And then. The ending part where it says, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So wait, wait, because this is giving me a duality here. So the things that I want to do in the flesh, right? I want to sin. I want to this and that. I want to go with my own plans. I want to make lots of money real quick. You get what I'm saying? That's what I want to do in my flesh. But the things that I want to do in my spirit Hey, anybody remember Philippians 2.13? For God is working in you, giving you the will, and I'm sorry, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Y'all, y'all. So what your flesh already wanna do is going to be opposed with what God has given your spirit to want to do. So remember that when you get to a point where it's like, Oh, I'm starting to feel this or that kind of way. And your emotions are starting to take over. Remember, remember what it is that you want to do in the spirit. It's very obvious what you want to do in the flesh, but take a second to remember what you want to do in the spirit. You want to be more like God. You want to get closer to God. You want to show people God through yourself. You want to be a better person. Period. Number four. The key to controlling our emotions comes from the spirit. Guys, if this message has had you convicted or feeling like, oh gosh, I got to get my act together. I got to blah, blah, blah. I mean, you do. But I want you to know that it is not only up to you. It is not in your strength that you will be able to control your emotions. If we could just do it in our human strength and will, it will already be done. Correct? Correct. So, Galatians 5, through 23 in the English standard version says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law y'all self-control, right? Is part of the fruit of the spirit. When you receive the Holy spirit after salvation, This is one of the fruits that you will get. This is one of the fruits you will get is the ability to control yourself, the ability to have discipline. You will also get gentleness. You will also get love, joy, peace and patience. And that will manifest in kindness, goodness and faithfulness as well as gentleness. All those things sound like almost direct opposites to some of my most powerful and strong emotions. And so I have to remember that it is not in my strength that I get these things done, but in the strength of the spirit. So I just wanna encourage you guys that when you are in attempting to control your emotions, allow the spirit to do its work. Allow the spirit to do its work. Feel your feelings, remember their suggestions, listen to your spirit, And allow it to do its work. That's all I have for y'all today. If y'all want to dig a little deeper. In the show notes I have included a 30 day emotional control Bible plan. You literally just click the link. It'll take you to the document. And there's 30 days worth of scriptures that you can study on every day. uh, To further your walk in emotional control. And to learn more about what the Bible says about it and how that you can personally write these words on the tablet of your heart to have them ready to use when your emotions come up. So yeah, I hope this was super helpful. I hope y'all got something from this. Please leave a comment, a rate, a review. Uh, I don't know, guys, send, send a blimp. <laughs> Just let me know how you guys feel about this episode. Was it helpful? Do you disagree? I'd love to talk more. Anyway, I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. I don't know what it looks like for the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye!